Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Welcome to the Culture Proof Podcast. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are talking about the fact that they're still coming. They're still coming for <laughs> still your kids. Coming. Like we, we've already discussed oh, um, the desire for um, American children. And and really, I mean, it's just, it's not a, it's not a specific desire for like a specific um, like type of family's kids. It's really just American kids. Mm. But the reason the resistance is most pronounced on the Christian conservative side Mm -hmm. is because generally those are the parents who are putting up a fight. Like those are the ones who are saying, no, you already saying about coming for our kids. You can't have them. No, we see what you're doing in curricula all across this country. You can't have them. We see what you're trying to do in sports. We see what you're trying to do in classrooms. No, you can't have them. (laughs) And so the, the, the narrative is, and the moral of the story is that, um, we live in a culture that really is unsuccessful if it does not convert the next generation, Mm. every generation, right? So Mm. in every generation, what we find is that there are people who are working overtime to transform society, transform culture. And how are they doing that? The way that they're doing that is by transforming the young. And so many parents deny this, many parents ignore this, and we get what we've gotten right now, which is the disintegration of our culture. Um, We find that American society is completely broken down. We've got people who are, um, I would say, terrorist sympathizers Mm. manifesting all across this country on college campuses. And we didn't get here overnight. We didn't get here because, right. you know, it just popped out of a microwave. We got right. here in a slow cooker. Every generation just moving further and further away from moral absolute. And every parent in every generation just kind of closing their eyes tighter and tighter and saying, you know, the kids are all okay. Mm. When in reality, the kids are not okay. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that it's, at, it's on all fronts that they're coming. Yeah. You know, you kind of, you kind of mentioned, you know, in sports and in, it seemed like in every arena they have their fingerprint. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And it seemed like it happened so fast. But we know, like you said, it took some time. Things were happening for years and years and years and years. Now what we're seeing is a manifestation of all that hard work put in, mm-hmm. on, you know, on that on that front. But it's amazing that you cannot look at a, a sector and say that their fingerprint is not there, you know, even within the church. Yeah. Even within the church. I mean, and you think about it, there's not a sector, there's not an area of culture or, or society where the result of the fingerprint being able to be there is that parents pulled back. Yeah. So in other words, you don't have this kind of mass effectiveness if you don't have the abdication of parental rights or, not even saying that their rights are literally taken, but just exercising those rights or something that's taken away from them. The, the thing is, um, it, it feels like what the church is supposed to have been doing, you know, as far as spreading the gospel and and, and even 
having a way to see results of spreading the gospel. Like we've backed up off of that. We see like on the other side, it seemed like they're spreading this agenda and they're so effective. And I feel like the church has been so ineffective, mm. you know, because one, we have uh, downplayed our uh, discipleship of the children, you know, and we have not taken seriously the standard of God. But on the other side, you see they have playbooks and they follow their playbooks and they're trying to like do everything by, by that book. And it's been working and they, they, they can see tangible ways in which they have transformed society. Mm -hmm. You know, we are the ones that, suppo that are supposed to be transforming society. Absolutely. You know, but it seems like they have done a better job at doing that than we have in, in, in recent years. And by they, what we're talking about is we're talking about the liberal God haters. We're talking about those who have rejected the knowledge of God, those who do not retain um, a fear of God and yeah. want to pass on that rebellion to our children. Now, the reason we're calling this podcast They're Still Coming is because there is some new information out that shows that there's been an explosion in the number of parents who are homeschooling all across this country. And yeah. it's interesting to me to consider the angles of the stories whenever these stories are breaking news, when you've got these numbers out. Um, it's almost like the various outlets feel compelled to cover the story, but they've got to find their angle, their spin on it. Mm -hmm. They don't like homeschooling, <laughs> but they realize that the reason they don't like homeschooling is too obvious. So they've got to mm. find other reasons to dislike homeschooling. And then also, if they are going to like homeschooling, they've got to find people with whom they are able to sympathize and say, OK, those people should homeschool. Mm. But of course, it's not going to be the Christian evangelicals. Right. You should not homeschool. Right. OK, it's not going to be those who are the ideological defectors. You should not be homeschooling. Right. Mm. Like, But if you're homeschooling and you retain the collective cultural ideology, then you can go. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how they shape the debate. You know, they make it now that the ones who are Christians or the ones who are, would be conservative, you know, uh, would be the wicked ones. Mm. And so when you say that you shouldn't homeschool, it's like, because what you're, they feel like, um, the version of homeschool that would come from those groups would be ones that would be anti, <laughs> I guess their agenda, but anti-American, they've, they've kind of flipped it like, mm -hmm. you know, to what is good and what is evil. Yes. And the Bible says Almost, something about was, that, huh? <laughs> you know, yes. and they, but they have done a great job in shaping that narrative and they have all these things at play, you know, to help them to shape it. The media being like first and foremost, mm -hmm. you know, and so it, it's amazing to see uh, how homeschooling has boomed. And I think they thought, well, after this stuff, it's going to go back to like, but it's continuing to grow. It's continuing, it's continuing to, grow. to grow. And so it causes a, a threat to, to that agenda because one of the main features for them is that they have to have the children. Mm -hmm. That's a main feature. So if children are being homeschooled now for various reasons, they lose you know control yes. of that. Absolutely. Because what do these people need? They need mindless um, compliance, mm -hmm. right? They, they need people who will just do whatever they say without thinking about it or without thinking against the collective. And, yeah. and that's what school really trains us to do. Like think about your, your high school years and think about your elementary school years. If you want to be, um, if you want to be intellectually honest, you would say that in your high school years, unless you were very strong, 
you simply learned how to go along with crowds. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that everyone did that and, and there were the strong among us, but let's just call it for what it really is. We learned how to do what everyone else was doing mm -hmm. and how to desire what everyone else is doing. We, yeah. we learned that as a part of a culture, right? Mm -hmm. we, we learned mm -hmm. not to stand out, not to draw too much attention to yourself, to just kind of be one among many. And um, we all learned to desire the exact same things. Mm. Like, what are you going to do after, after uh, high school? Well, I'm going to college. Right. And why are you going to college? Because I need to get a job so that I can be rich. And why do you need that? Because that's what we all need. That's yeah. what we all want. Yeah. And so so everybody was sort of like cookie cutter and trained to think and to process the exact same way. Yes. And that's how it was created to be. You know, like you used the example. So what are you going to do after high school? I'm going to go to college. Well, to us, it's because we felt like that's the way to get ahead. That's the way that you're going to be successful. Natural next steps. But to wicked men and women, it's like, no, extend that education so we can have more of your mind yes. and shape more of you. You yes. know, and so it's like, man, but you, you miss it when, you know, it's been the narrative, in, in, especially in a black community. Oh, my goodness. That that school is your ticket out like this education is going to be what gets you out you know but at the same time it's what it is is more indoctrination yes. extended and even like i said uh, the higher education but even before that they're extending it in, to the lower parts to yes. the you know kindergarten they have the, the how, programs how young can we start them yeah yeah <laughs> like so it's amazing head it's amazing. start crib start right. like i mean you they just, understand they, <laughs> they understand yeah. what it means to have the mind of a child yeah and they try to hold on to it as long as mm. they can man that's so true so let's look at the headlines and, and let's look at um how john oliver who like i mean i don't know <laughs> i guess he's funny i'm not i don't really pay attention to him like i'm not checking yeah. for john oliver but i did see this story and i thought wow this is incredible i mean he was really kind of coming down off the top ropes oh, yeah. on homeschool well on certain homeschoolers you're going to see right. um if again if you fit into a certain category and you decide that you want to homeschool your kids that's fine mm. and please keep in mind that that category is you retain the collective ideological position mm. if you take the collective <laughs> ideological position with you into your homeschool, mm -hmm. then you can pass go and you can collect $200. Okay. <laughs> if you don't do not pass go, do not collect $200. And right. so many Christian conservative homeschooling families are in that category. We would be in that category, but guess who doesn't care? Right. <laughs> I don't like not even for a second. Like I'm not even, I, I look, oh, I'm not even asking these people to like what we're doing. Right. I am actively raising our kids like we are actively yeah. raising our kids to resist this culture, to resist going along, to get along. And just like well, whatever people say, that's what we will do. We're taking the approach of Jesus and what he says. The world hates me. Then, you know, you're in good hate. company. Yeah. So, hey, so that's that's our lot as being Christians. And so everything that we do, that's that's what we expect, you know, especially from a godless uh, world. Absolutely. Okay, so here, let's look at a few articles that we've got here. And then we want to play a clip, two clips here from uh, John Oliver. So offensive. And and his lack of awareness, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but his light, his lack of awareness is glaring to me. And it is it is so funny. Like, it is so offensive. And, and we'll make the point, but he doesn't know. He thinks that he is doing the good thing for the blacks. <laughs> oh, just give me a second. We'll get there. 
BJU Press Homeschool is the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Did you know that homeschoolers are a threat to a secular culture? It's true. For a society that envisions public education as the means by which it will indoctrinate future generations, destroy the proliferation of the gospel, and disintegrate the republic, homeschoolers are de facto revolutionaries. But all homeschooling is not created equal. What makes your kids' education Christian is not the fact that you are one. This is why we trust BJU. BJU Press Homeschool to help us seamlessly disciple our children, even in their core subjects. We don't want a secular education that uses Bible verses as frosting. We want the knowledge of God preserved at every phase of what our kids are taught. Consider BJU Press Homeschool for all of your homeschooling needs. We trust them to back us as we grow the resistance. You can too. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Visit today. All right. This article is from Axios. Uh, homeschooling in the U.S. shot up during the pa- during the pandemic, and it appears to be here to stay. The big picture: homeschooling is now the fastest growing form of education in the U.S. per a Washington Post analysis. The report, which covers more than sixty percent of the American school age population, found that an increase in homeschooled students born from pandemic restrictions continued through the 2022-23 school year. Let's just stop for a second here and let's explore why that might be true, right? Because what happened is that for one moment Mm -hmm. in time, okay, so (laughs) for one moment in time, parents were able to move themselves out from underneath this lie of what they couldn't do. Yeah. Parents were told that you are incapable of homeschooling your kids. You are incapable of educating your kids. You can feed them. You can water them. You can give them a little bit of sunlight, but (laughs) then send them to us for all of the, you know, human things. To the experts. Like send them to the extra, the experts for all the human things. You can do all the pet things. Like Mm. you can do all the plant things. Okay. (laughs) Um, But for the human things, you know, where the Imago Dei is represented, like send Mm. them to us, give them to us. And parents said, okay, we will comply. And why did many parents do that? Because that's how we were educated. We were told that we had to comply. Why? Because everything that we saw for many of us was that our parents can't educate us. So we were not educated by our parents. So it's unthinkable that we would think that we could educate our kids. Like, it's just like, there's no way. right? Right. Right. So what happened in the pandemic is that parents were like, wait a minute, this online schooling that they're doing, I'm listening in. This is trash. (laughs) Right. Like this is this is absolute garbage. They're like, I'm listening in. I'm standing over the, over the shoulders. And by the way, during the pandemic, the parents who were standing over the shoulders are the ones for whom it was true that the teachers did not send home messages and say to the kids, <laughs> "Make sure you don't have a grown up there with you." Man, what? Amazing. Like, I mean, amazing. I don't understand what in Peppa Pig world is going on. Like, <laughs> don't you want? Don't you want a grown up? Like, why don't you want? So what they would tell the parents is that you cannot sit in on the classes. Which is amazing to me. That that should be a dead giveaway. It's like, what? You, so you're telling me I can't check in on what my child... And because they believe that it's not your child. When, exactly. And, and, see, when, in that school time, it is amazing because they will say that, when, well, when they come to the building, that they're not your children. But even when the children were at home doing school by video, they believe that they're not your children. And, and it, it makes you wonder, like, what's the threat of the parent being involved? Well, anyway, once the parent um, got over the upset of that and decided, okay, not only am I sitting in and now I don't like what I see, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're going to do our own thing. Like we're, we're going to go ahead and get a curriculum that we like and we're going to use that. And then 
fast forward to 2022, 2023, the reason we see the rates of homeschooling continue to increase in this country is because parents are like, you know what, I actually can do this. Mm. They're like, I don't have to be an expert in all of the subjects. I just need to know where to find them if I need them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, because if you think about what we're teaching our kids, like, I mean, second and third grade math and science, I think many of us can handle. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, really, we, you know, once you get past photosynthesis, being able to say <laughs> it, I'm kidding. I don't mean to diminish anything <laughs> that anybody does in science and math. Um, but the point is, parents realized that they could do something that for years we'd been told we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And the numbers suggest very strongly that parents are like, and we're not going back. Yeah, You you can't have our kids back. Yeah, I think they begin to see that we can do it and we can do it well. And there's not the, the pressures on our children to do it a certain type of way. Yeah. There's freedoms that they enjoy from homeschooling that maybe my child learns in this way while I'm able to do that mm-hmm. and not have them in a cookie cutter type situation. I think, you know, that's one thing about COVID that it, it exposed that part of things. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a benefit to families. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you mention uh, cookie cutters. I think that's exactly what our society seeks. And oh, so yeah. when you have parents who say we're like not going to go with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're we're not doing that. We're not just yeah. turning out your next generation of mindless workers that, <laughs> you know, that becomes a threat to society. Right. That becomes a threat to to what the culture normalizes. And so kudos to the parents who have stepped in. Um, there are some numbers here that estimate between one point nine to two point seven million kids are homeschooled in the U.S. Um, that's, mm. again, according to The Washington Post. And then if you zoom in on those kids, there is a variety of reasons why they are homeschooling. Some are choosing to try homeschooling um, just to see what it's all about and then Mm -hmm. just deciding to stick with it after that, again, realizing that they can do it. Then there are others who have political and religious reasons and then others who are just like, man, I want my kids to be safe. So I don't want them in an environment where I don't know what's going to happen. School shootings. I mean, absolutely. And and, and look, if we can just be sober for a moment like that, that's a big deal. Mm hmm. I think that's a that is a legitimate uh, reason and a legitimate enough concern for parents to say, you know, I, I, I don't like my kid being in an environment where in some instances we don't even want them to be protected mm. by the best possible means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we start calling into question, you know, who can be armed and on campus and all of this. Right. You're basically saying to the bad guy, come on in. Nobody's going to hurt you. <laughs> but for the kids who are there whose parents have entrusted them to you, you're saying, we we don't know. We just need to get heavier doors. You know what I mean? So anyway, that is a legitimate position for parents to be in. Yeah. Here's what I find interesting. Again, this is the Axios article. There are black families who say they turn to homeschooling in order to keep their kids away from the school to prison pipeline. Uh, families of color and those with religious affiliations seeking to avoid bullying and racism are also among those who are now homeschooling. That's really interesting to me because I think some of that may also be fueled by like a collective narrative that mm. this is what's happening. Now, this is not to say that the school to prison pipeline is not a reality. I mean, when you start to think back on what was normal in the public education system and may still be to a certain extent, I'm thinking of tracking here mm. where if you yeah. have kids who have certain grades or certain abilities, um, then you would track that kid down or you would track this kid up and say, you know, that kid is college bound. And so then all of the classes would push that kid to the next level versus the kid who was tracked down, um, which, I mean, again, you're saying 
you're just a space holder, right? <laughs> like you're just, you have to kind of be here until you graduate or let's not say graduate because graduate is achievement. So you have to be here until we can't, until we don't have to keep you here. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line until we don't have right. to keep you here anymore. And so then you have what is kind of, you know, tossed out into society. Um, you have menaces to society. Right. And yeah. that's that's what we saw for many years. And so it's interesting that I think black families are finally like, wait a minute. Why are we always at the bottom when it comes to educational outcomes? Mm. Right. Like why, why isn't this changing as much as we push education, as much as we try to ready our kids? They tell us to do Head Start mm-hmm. <laughs> at three years old. And right. so we do that. And then our kids are still not performing. Why are they always at the bottom of the barrel? And so I think it's really interesting that that black parents are saying, I'm going to educate them at home and I'm going to do a better job. And as they are seeing, just like any other families who elect to educate their kids at home, they are, in fact, doing a better job. You know, it's amazing to me because my question in my mind is like, why did it take so long to see it? Yeah. And I think it's because of being conditioned in a certain way. This is how you do it. This is how you go in school and education in this way, it has to be done this way for you to succeed. And I think there's been a mindset that has been uh, uh, pushed into the black community that this is the way. And so you don't want to deviate from that way because deviating from that way means that you won't succeed. But mm-hmm. I think now people are like, hold on, that's not right. Yeah. And yeah. this stuff has been going on for a long time and I don't see much change in our community. And so I think people are waking up and saying, hold on, mm-hmm. is there a different route? Yeah. And I think they're seeing things like homeschooling and like, man, the, the, the outcomes that I really want, I see in this. Yeah. Yeah. So Look, they're doing it. I'm, I'm saying to everybody, whether, whether you are black or Hispanic, whether you're white, whether you're Asian, you really need to, as followers, and I'm talking to followers of the Lord Jesus, like you need to seek the Lord to know what he wants you to do for your children. Like yes. the, you, none of this is automatic. You need to ask the Lord to direct you, to give you wisdom, Amen. to look at the way your kids are made and, and to determine how to best meet their needs for his glory. And I think when parents do that, one, I think many of us come to the conclusion that, okay, I'm not sure if it's public school or I'm not sure if it's homeschool, but I know it's not public school, mm. right? Like I'm I'm not sure if it's going to be private school or co-op or a cottage school, but I think many parents who understand what's going on in the culture and recognize, you know, the adverse effect it's having on our kids will say, I'm not sure what it is mm-hmm. over here. But I know that it isn't this. Yeah. And and it's been this for a very long time. Yeah. Let me get back to the question about ethnicity, though, because you have a rise in homeschooling across all ethnic backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is really, really interesting that these numbers continue to grow. Black people who are homeschooling their kids kind of are enjoying a little bit of a pass, even if they have an ideological conviction that makes their kids a threat to culture which is what we are trying to do, um, they are getting to kind of fly under radar just because of the color of their skin. Why? Because critical theory, Mm. right? Because critical race theory. So (laughs) if you've got the oppressor finally getting out from under the oppression, or you've got the the oppressed, let me say it this way. Why are they flying under the radar? Because you've got the oppressed finally coming out from under the oppressor, right? And saying, I'm not going to subject myself to your system. Now, everyone (laughs) else can still be subjected to the system, but the oppressed finally has gotten his or her freedom. And so then we can't judge them. This is what you see coming from John Oliver in his piece last month when he's mocking homeschoolers and also 
I would say commending black homeschoolers. But I, I've got some commentary on this. I want to play this for you, and then um, then we can talk about it. So watch this. Talk about homeschooling. During the pandemic, many parents were suddenly forced to do it, and while some struggled, others, like this family, absolutely thrived. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, N, Z. Now you know your A, B, C. That is clearly excellent. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it absolutely clearly is not. But you know what's excellent in John Oliver's mind? What's excellent in John Oliver's mind is black people dancing on a table <laughs> and going no further than reciting their ABCs. <laughs> that is clearly excellent. Black kids dancing on a table and parents like laughing and shouting at because because that is the Cardi B of homeschooling, right? <laughs> so as long as you're like Lil Nas oh, X man. or Cardi B dancing on people's tables, right? As long as that if that's your achievement in school, I don't have a problem with that. That is clearly excellent. <laughs> do you do you understand how unaware of yourself you have to be to hold that up as like that's great homeschooling? Now, we don't have it in the clip here, but he goes on to say they eventually went back to school. So that's even more excellent, right? Mm -hmm. That you just kind of you did it during the pandemic and then y'all wrapped your way through your ABCs. OK, <laughs> but then you got back into school and let the real teachers teach your kids. That, that is excellent. Like that is so offensive to me. And any black person watching that should be so offended. It's like, OK, I understand that that's fun. But when we start talking about what it is to homeschool and the epitome of what it is to to inculcate values and to teach your kids, we move beyond ABCs. <laughs> Some of these kids like probably I mean, like, come on, they're not learning their ABCs, right? Like. <laughs> I mean, what the oldest looks like maybe seven or eight, maybe nine. Like there's a next step right, to that. Right? right. So. So here you've got you've got John Oliver. <laughs> sorry. You've got John Oliver who's saying that this black family is killing it in homeschooling, putting the rest of us to shame because they've set the ABCs to a rap because, you know, that's what black people do. You know, they rap. <laughs> then he features another family, okay? And we actually know Mike Donnelly. He features Matt, Mike Donnelly when he was employed by HSLDA. And you've got Mike Donnelly who's talking about the fact that they dissected a sheep eyeball at home in their homeschool. Now, now watch this. Here we go. There's one parent enthusiastically explaining how he taught his kids science. I can't tell you how many times, um, you know, in my home, in our kitchen table, we've dissected, you know, sheep eyeballs or uh, frogs. Uh, <laughs> kitchen kitchens are great labs <laughs> for this kind of thing. Where does somebody, so get, where does somebody get a sheep eyeball? <laughs> well, John, you can just Google sheep eyeball for homeschoolers. I didn't There's know lots that. Of people <laughs> absolutely. Okay. First, are kitchens the best lab for this kind of thing? Yes. I think probably labs <laughs> are the best lab for this kind of thing. I'm just saying, maybe don't go dissecting sheep eyeballs in the same place where you cut olives for salad. Okay. So he's basically saying, basically saying, be, you need to be in school and doing labs in school. Like yes. your, your, your your kitchen, which is in your home, yes, <laughs> is not the place. Yes, and, and he's just and mocking. also and also a father who dissects a sheep's eyeball with his kids is failing to uh, educate his kids. It's weird. 
or is weird <laughs> or like th- so think about that so the black family a b c d e f g like that that is <laughs> homeschooling that's killing it right but taking a sheep's eyeball <laughs> and dissecting it with your kids like 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 doing actual science right at home is something that he finds repugnant like that that is you know in the same place that you would slice olives like where else are you gonna do it like, in the lab I, like okay so, so so where did the scientists do it before they had their labs they probably had labs at home right <laughs> like so. come on john oliver i just want to know like 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 before we got you know before we industrialized and became more civilized as a society where did the scientists do their work did they have a lab at home was it at home? Okay, so maybe it wasn't in their kitchen, but maybe was it like in their basement or maybe it was in a room off their kitchen where they had access to like a running water. I don't know. Like where where were they doing their experiments is what I want to know. <laughs> no, but his point, is, his point is homeschoolers are weird. Exactly. Because they do this type of things in uh, in their kitchen. So, but so, if you if you dance a jig. Oh, that's killing it. That's killing it. And you're not weird. No, that's killing it. And you can pass go. And you can collect $200. Here's what I'm saying. The reason we have articles like this and the reason we have John Oliver doing his piece is because homeschoolers are a threat to a culture that is in rebellion against God. Now, is it all homeschoolers? No. No. Because people are homeschooling for various reasons. We've got articles here in front of us that actually point to that fact. But the ones who are homeschooling because of an ideological conviction are are a grand threat to this experiment that has been wrought upon our children. Can we make the peasants that we want in the future right now? Mm. And they've been doing it. They've been doing it generation after generation after generation. So those that become a threat to this plan, a threat to this mission, are the ones who take their kids outside of the lab. (laughs) John, right? The the ones who are a threat to this mission are the ones who say, you can't experiment on my kids. You can't experiment on the minds and the hearts of my children. So they actually have pulled their kids out of the lab and they've said, we are going to educate them at home. And newsflash, it's so much more than teaching them math and science, right? It's so much more than that. What you are trying to do is shape the entire person. And this is something that the liberal left will never understand. And why won't they understand it? Because all they are after is peasants. They, so they don't they don't they don't care about you trying to build a person who is strong, who knows how to stand up for himself or herself. No, all they want is what they've only known. And what have they only known? How to go along and say the same thing that everyone else is saying with a different tone. Mm. And and everybody comes out as if they've got some new revelation, like they're they're going to contribute to society, some new grand revelation that just came to them. But really, all they're doing is repackaging what we have all been taught, which is who has the best idea. And then how do we say that idea in 20 different ways, but make it sound different every time we say it? That's that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're looking at. So I know we're running out of time and I wanted to make sure that we stay within the time here. But I think it's interesting and I would just direct our listeners. We'll put a link to it in the podcast show notes. Um, Bloomberg has an article out at the end of the month, last month, where they were looking at the fact that 
um, liberal parents are now also homeschooling, which I found really interesting because according to this Bloomberg article, liberal parents are pulling their kids out of the public education system because they say that it's lurching to the right. And that's amazing to me. Like, what? <laughs> like, I, I was confused by that. I was like, okay, like, how, like, what, what are they seeing, you know, exactly? Because it seems like all of that stuff is lurching or uh, heading headlong to the left, to the left. Man, listen. <laughs> it's amazing when you, when you think about that. And, you know, look at the gender stuff. Look at the, you know, all the CRT. Like, that's to the right? Uh, okay, let me let me say this. And I was looking at this because I was like, ah, like how much of this can I read? I just want, I want to just take it and just pass it on, right? But, okay, so let's let's consider this. Now, and tell me if you think that I am maybe not thinking about this and, you know, maybe not being fair. Okay, okay. so let's consider this. Everything that we know about what is being taught in the public school system, we know because of its resistance. So think about it. Like, how much do we know about what's being taught in the public school system because the educators just elected to tell us? Like, they were just like, hey, guys, we just wanted to... Um, do a full disclosure of what we're teaching in um, comprehensive sex ed that we're going to be teaching yeah. these things. Like, not, not hey, guys, that, we no. just jumped on because we just want none of that. None mm, of what I know no. about what is taught in the public school system is the result of it just being shared, right. it just being disclosed. However, almost everything that I can think of that I know that's being taught in the public school system is the absolute result of parents resisting it. It's the result of parents learning about it and saying, no, why do I say that? Because to the liberal parents who are like, we just don't like the direction the school system's going in. <laughs> the school system on its own is actually not going to the right. Hmm. The school system on its own is lurching to the left. Right. The changes that we see, the shifts that we see are the results of parents who have stood up and said, what? <laughs> like, why does a third grader need to know that? Like, like, why, why do sixth graders need to know that? Why are eighth graders doing word problems about sexual encounters? Like, that's, I mean, that's why we know this stuff. That's why, that's why we are talking about this stuff, because someone somewhere tried to resist it. So, so when we start talking about, oh, the liberal parents are feeling upset and they're trying to get their kids out because of the direction the school is going in. If you see the school going in a direction that appears to be right, what you're seeing is a tug of war. Hmm. You're seeing a battle between the right and the left. And the only reason there was a battle is because those on the right said, don't teach that to my kids. Yeah. Here's just a little bit from Bloomberg. Here's just just a little bit from Bloomberg, okay? Um, this is written by a man named Charlie Locke. America's culture wars have liberal parents opting for homeschooling. Okay, right. Um, because they just can't take it. Because they're just like, you know, there's so much of the conservative movement that's just infiltrating the public school system. <laughs> you know that even when I just said that, you didn't agree. Even as a liberal, if you're watching this, you're like... No, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> you know it's not true. All right, here we go. In states where conservatives have overhauled curricula, parents on the other side of the political spectrum are taking their kids out of school, dealing yet another deep blow to public education. What's the blow? 
Like, what's the deep blow? Like, you know, it it is always amazing to me that there was ever and continues to be the expectation that some kids in their families should be propping up the the public education system. Like, why is that always a thing? Like, okay, if you take all the good kids out, (laughs) then what? Like, like, how, 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 okay. (laughs) How are the good kids all of a sudden like to be the ones who are rescuing a tanking school system? Right. Like, what? I mean, what are 4.0s going to do? Like, what, how is it going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if people are like, you know, dun, 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 3.98 GPA to the rescue. Like, just, no. These kids do not need to suffer to prop up the public education system. Right. Digressed. Okay, here we go. Linda reached her breaking point. This is back to the Bloomberg article. Linda reached her breaking, reached her breaking point when all the books were removed from her daughter's elementary school library. Ashley got there when her twins were taught in sixth grade that Manifest Destiny referred to American <laughs> Native Americans who decided to move away from their homelands. For Jessica, it happened after the passage of Florida's Parental Rights and Education Act, often decried or described as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Kate made the decision when she and her husband learned that teachers were being discouraged from using the word slavery in units about U.S. history. For Emily, it was when she found out that her trans son wouldn't be able to use the boys' bathroom. <laughs> so those are the things that they're pointing to to say that the conservative or the... They're saying know. the liberal parents have had enough when they look at all of these things the liberal parents have had enough and they're taking their kids out in other words this is a culturally acceptable reason to pull your kids out of school not that it's not that it's a legitimate concern right but that if you have um an ideological problem Mm -hmm. with the way that people are protecting kids then that's a legitimate reason for you to pull your kids out of school well it seems like you're going to have it on both sides then because the the reasons that they're giving like if 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 there is a curriculum teaching that that manifest destiny in that way that Native Americans wanted to like left, that's wrong. Yeah, absolutely, you know? so, absolutely, and, and other things like that. So I, I'm like, man, if if that's being taught, okay, I I see that. If you know, if that's what they want to do, but then on the other side, if you know, all the stuff we have about gender and all this kind of stuff, the CRT, I understand that. Like, so it seems like that's going to be a bigger move. For liberals and conservatives to take their their children out of out of school. One thing I did see in that um, story, I think it was this story as well, how there are now curriculum that are geared towards uh, liberal parents. Yes, and so that, you know, at one time it was mainly like Christian education right. and things like that. So it seemed like there's a market now uh, that's going to be growing for for liberal curriculum. You know, which is so interesting to me because that's what the public school system has been. <laughs> exactly. Like so, so it really, I think it's it's sort of like um, play acting, right? It's like, oh my goodness, we're so distraught. This is so distressing. Um, let us go and create our own secular education. Well, isn't <laughs> that what already... you've been doing? Right. So, and isn't that what millions of kids have been indoctrinated <laughs> exactly. in? Exactly. Like, I, I just do it don't in understand. Their own homes, though. Now, you know, maybe free from uh, being around conservative children, or maybe for some of the same reasons. Like, you know, maybe there's more safety in their home, but they still want to teach the same type of stuff. Man, I think it's so crazy that when you've got this parent, um, Emily is the name that they give her in this Bloomberg article. Um, and I say that because in some of these articles, they've used pseudonyms to protect the parents and the children. Mm-hmm. But um, she she made the decision to homeschool because her trans son wouldn't be able to use the boy's bathroom. In other words, because her daughter would not be allowed to go into the boy's bathroom. Right. 
I mean, I call that protecting your daughter. Yeah. Like I, I call yeah. that, you know, but here we go. We <laughs> live in a time where we can't describe it that way. Right. right? Because then that becomes hateful and that becomes traumatic. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is this, they're still coming for kids. And what do I mean when I say that? When you start to have articles that come out like the one we had from Axios and Bloomberg and mm-hmm. the Washington Post, yeah. it means that homeschooling is now on the radar. Yep. Okay. And when so, you have John Oliver, I think that's his name, yes. doing the mocking yes. that he's he's been doing. And you're going to see that more and more, yep. you know, as they feel more and more threatened by what's going on. Yeah. Remember, that's Laugh-A News, right? So, <laughs> so, so you've got people now taking... Um, right. in total what he's joking and clowning about okay mm-hmm. and and believing that oh this is really going on because as that piece goes on and you might look it up and watch it in its entirety I, well i caution you very strong language used and it was hard to find pieces that we were <laughs> right. willing to play um but i guarantee you there are people who are going to be looking at his piece and thinking that right. homeschoolers are being abused right Because of what he joked about and what he talked about in this piece. And then having the moments where he tries to present himself as an actual journalist that is Mm -hmm. actually measured. People are going to think that, oh, this is reality. We've got to save the children. The children who are inside their homes being protected by their parents. We've got to save them from the parents. So what I'm saying is when you read all these pieces and you look at the jokes that are coming... Mm -hmm. They're still coming for your kids, right? Because there's going to be the move to say, how do we get inside the homes of those, especially the Christian conservatives? Now, if you're black and you're homeschooling because you don't want your kid to go to prison, then you're safe and you get to go. If you're homeschooling because you've got a trans kid and you want your kid to be misidentified, then you're good to go. But if you are homeschooling because you have got an ideological bent that goes against the cultural grain, you can't go. Mm. Like, go directly to jail. Right. Right. And, and I say that, but just please know that they're not playing any games, right? right? Like they would love to go back to the time where homeschooling moms had to do it by dark of night. Mm-hmm. They would love to go back to the time where they could threaten you with truancy laws if you didn't have your kids in public school. They would love to go back to the time where parents felt like they had to grovel to the state to be the parents of their kids. Right. We can't let them. All right, that's it. We're going to leave it right there. That's all the time we have. And there, no, there is always much more to say. If Culture Proof is a blessing to you and you want to support the work that we're doing, would you please go to cultureproof.net and join the resistance, support us, help us keep doing this work. You can help us grow by sharing the broadcast, right? And also making comments. We love your engagement. Uh, that that helps us out a lot to, to spread the news about Culture Proof. And so thank you for your support. Uh, we want, we will have some information about merchandise coming up. Um, but if you can share what you hear and it helps somebody else, that's being culture proof. Remember, when you resist the cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture proof. And man, we want to be just that. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>